Turn in your Bibles, if you will, to the book of Philippians. And today we're going to continue. We're almost done with this series. I've got one more thing after today. Finding biblical focus for your future. You see, we began the year thinking about our future and we've got to, we've got to focus, get God's plan and purpose for our future. How many of you know God has a plan of good things for us? He said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. But we've got to plug into the Word of God, and so we've been looking at Philippians. And so let's jump in. Let me tell you, uh, in fact, let's look at, I'm getting ahead of myself, our, our verse of the year. Uh, I want you to memorize this. It's Psalm 102, verse 13. Let's all read it together out loud with me. Here we go. For you will arise and have mercy on Zion. For the time to favor her, yes, the set time has come. How many of you know God wants to favor us in 2018? His favor is, is a, an amazing thing that we all, uh, you know, if you've been saved, you've experienced the favor of God, his grace, his unmerited favor. But I believe he wants us to position ourselves where he can favor us in greater measure than ever, bo- ever before. Somebody say amen. And so with that in mind, let's jump into our series. Here's where we've been. I've identified at least seven big biblical focal points uh, for our future from Philippians. And here they are. I'll quickly review them. They're online. You can go back and listen. It's the focal point of the family of God. From Philippians, when you read it with the mindset of how Paul loved the church, you'll realize that, man, we need to focus and, and get our focus on the family of faith, plug into the family of faith. Uh, commit to the family of faith, be involved with the family of faith, bring other friends to the family of faith. I'm waiting for an amen this morning. Amen. So we've got to focus upon the family of God and plugging in and getting involved. Number two was the focal point of finances. We're still focusing on that. As you know, we're about to begin Dave Ramsey's The Financial Peace University, March 4th. We're in the middle of Bill, uh, uh, pardon me, Bill. We're in the middle of uh, uh, Robert Morris's series uh, on uh, the, the blessed life on Sunday mornings. And man, what powerful insight. How many of you enjoy that in, in the mornings? Man, it's awesome stuff. And then we have the focal point of faithfulness. Not only the faithfulness to God, but the faithfulness of God. Somebody say he's faithful. And then our faithfulness to the gospel of God. And you, re- when you read through Philippians, you're going to see that theme. And then here's another one that we looked at that I think I'm going to launch out in, in greater depth. The focal point of fruitfulness. God wants his children, his disciples to bear fruit. Somebody say amen. In fact, Jesus cursed a, a non-fruit bearing tree. He wants us to bear fruit. He said, it's John 15. He said uh, that our, it's the will of God that his disciples bear much fruit. And then last Sunday, ooh, man, you should have been here. If you weren't here last Sunday, should have been here last Sunday. Amen, Patsy. God was good to us. We talked about the focal point of focus. And really it has to do with developing a healthy mindset of hope for the future getting our thinking correctly. How many of you know we got to think straight if we're going to go straight? If you're going to move forward, you got to think uh, forward. And so we got to think right. 
And then today, this is number six, I believe, we're going to talk about the focal point of forgetfulness. Now, uh, Beverly knows this is dear to my heart. I forget more than I remember. How many of you forget more than you remember? Well, you know what? I understand that. But we're going to give you a biblical perspective of forgetfulness. Let me just say there's some things you should never forget. But there's some things you just need to forget about it. In fact, so let's begin by just looking around, uh, and, and this might be healing for some, and it might create consternation for others. Just tell somebody you love or even somebody you don't know, say, just forget about it. Just forget about it. There's some things you just need to forget about. With that in mind, let's pray and ask God to open our hearts to hear what he has to say today. Father, I thank you today that you have the capacity to heal and help and give us, Lord, hope for our future. And Lord, we just pray today that if there's issues in our life that seem to drag us down, that we just need to forget. We just pray you give us the capacity and just regenerate our hearts and minds in, in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. Here's the keynote verse, if you will. Turn, if you will, to Philippians uh, chapter 3. I want to show you this. You've probably read it. You've probably quoted it. Uh, you've probably, uh, you know, just meditated on it in your in the, somewhere in your Bible reading. But let's look at Philippians 3, 13 and 14. And he has just reviewed and just rehearsed all his past accomplishments uh, and, and his education and his religious fervor in Judaism. But here's what he says in verse 13. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended or to have arrived. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Everyone say forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. You see, there's some things you just need to forget. You need to let go of. You need to release. We'll talk about that. I love the New Living Translation with this verse because it fits like a glove. When you find something, and this is where this really, this whole series began with me. Uh, this fits like a glove. The New Living Translation says this about these two verses. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. Now, notice our series is finding biblical focus for your future. Paul said this, I focus on this one thing. This is what I'm focused on. This is what has my attention. I just got to pause and ask you, what are you focused on in life? What has your attention? You know, what you focus on is what you become many times. If you're focusing on the wrong kinds of things, that's what you become. You think about it and, and as a, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks and out of the, you know, in our heart, what we think about become, we become what we ponder and meditate upon. Are you with me? And so with that in mind, Paul said, I focus on this one thing. In fact, the word forgetting, I love this, where he says forgetting, the, the past and looking forward to that which lies ahead. In fact, let me say, he said this one thing. It's a two-part one thing. You can't do the one without the other. I'm forgetting the past and looking forward to the future. Let me just say, you can't forget the past if you're, if you're not looking forward to the future. And you can't look forward to the future if you're hung up in the past. So it is one thing. Somebody says just one thing. And Paul said, here about my life, I want to tell you, this is what I focus on. I can't let my past bug me. I got, I'm going to ditch the past and I'm looking to the future. Give somebody a high five, say we can go home now if, if we wanted to. And that'd be all right. Amen. 
because that's the one thing. Paul the apostle, when it came to these Philippians, he said, this is what I'm focusing on. Forgetting the past. In fact, I love this word forgetting. Uh, it's what it means to, to, to loot, to, pardon me, to loose out of the mind or to lose out of the mind through neglect. To lose out of the mind through neglect. Everybody knows what neglect is. Now think about some things about your past. Think about issues that get you hung up and keep you messed up. You know what Paul's saying? This is what I'm doing. I'm forgetting them. In other words, I'm going to begin to neglect these things to the point that they starve to death. I'm not going to feed them. I'm not going to nurse them. I'm not going to rehearse them. I'm going to forget about them and they're going to lose their grip on me. I'm going to neglect these things that have held me back. I'm not going to feed them anymore. I'm not going to nurse them. I'm going to, in fact, I got a friend, he's a pastor. Uh, he preached something along these lines. And this is what he said about, about issues of the past. I'm not sure of the context, but I remember this line. Don't rehearse it or nurse it, but curse it. And you can then begin to reverse it. That sounds like a good line to me. I want to say it again. Don't rehearse it or nurse it. What's he saying? Don't feed this thing. Just start neglecting this thing. In fact, if you want to get really beyond that, don't rehearse it or nurse it, but curse it. And then you can begin to reverse it. Somebody say amen. And so that's what we're talking about today. The past. But this one thing I do, I I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to that which lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize, which God through Jesus Christ is calling us. With that in mind today, let me just kind of build a little foundation. Let me, let me spook you a little bit when it comes to the past. Okay. Let me unnerve you a little bit when it comes to the past. If you think you can hang on to things in the past and then reach forward uh, to the future, let me just tell you, the past has the capacity to paralyze you. The past can paralyze you and keep you from moving forward, keep you living in the past. You remember what Jesus said about Lot's wife? You remember Lot's wife? What did she do? They were fleeing the evil of the world. They were fleeing and God was destroying Sodom and Gomorrah. And what happened to Lot and his wife? What happened to Lot's wife? She was hung up back there. Listen, if you get hung up back there uh, and you look back, it's liable to paralyze you. She became a pillar of what? Everybody say, remember Lot's wife. If we're not careful, the past can paralyze us. Number two, if we're not careful, the past will poison us. You can get poisoned by the past. Hebrews uh, 12, 15 talks about uh, guarding yourself against the root of bitterness. And it says the root of bitterness, uh, if you allow it to grow in your life, how many of you know, if you get a root of bitterness, it'll produce the fruit of bitterness. It begins with a root. And then it begins to produce fruit. And this scripture says, by, by that, many are defiled or poisoned. Have you ever had a, oh, I don't want to make you raise your hand here. We've all done, we've all dealt with bitterness in our life from time to time. 
and that bitterness down deep within, if we don't deal with it, it will bear fruit and we poison our kids. I've met kids that should be happy-go-lucky kids that their parents or people poisoned them with their, their own bitterness. Now, where does bitter, bitterness come from? Experiences from the Come on, y'all with me. You got to help me. Where does bitterness come from? It's a root. It had time to grow. It's been down there. A root. Okay. Roots don't just automatically, uh, it, they, where does the root of bitterness? It comes from experiences from the past. And Paul, the apostle said, or the writer of Hebrews said, here, listen, if you, if you don't deal with this, it'll poison you. And it'll not only poison you, but it'll poison people you come in contact with. I don't know if you've realized it or not, but if you ever run into people that are really bitter about life, man, they're just a blast to be around. Amen. Aren't they a joy? I hope I'm not talking to you this morning. Just tell somebody you know, okay? Just help them out. If you're not careful, the past will poison you. Number three, if you're not careful, the past will persecute you. How's the past persecute you? Oh, man. If only I'd have done this. If only I would have done that. If I hadn't have done this, if I hadn't have done that, all you're doing is looking at the past. You got a big, bad, ugly uh, case of the if onlys. It's called the sea of regretfulness. When in reality, the scripture says we are to bury all this stuff in the sea of forgetfulness. But most of us, I don't want to incriminate everybody. Some of us, some of the friends you may know live in a sea of regretfulness that all they do is live in a lifestyle of regret. It doesn't matter what's going on good around them. It doesn't matter what fruits popping up around them and how the blessing, they, they view it all through the sea of regretfulness. That's how the past persecutes us. If we don't deal with it, then also the past will plunder you. It'll steal your joy. It'll steal your peace. It'll steal the good things of God in your life. The past is a thief. It'll plunder your life. I love what Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says. Jesus says uh, that we're to run our race with endurance, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross and the pain of Calvary. In other words, he was looking forward and, and, and he wasn't looking backward. Listen, joy comes when we realize, man, the past is the past. I've got a future and a hope. And I, But if you live back there, you're not happy here. If you're always living back there, you, there's no joy for today. It's regret about yesterday. It's a thief. Somebody say, man, I, you're getting sick and tired of being sick and tired. I don't want, hey, I, you look at some people, they look like they've been what? Man, they're living in the past. They're all bittered up. They're all pruned up and mad and angry and ugly. And you think, what, man, what's going on? It's, it's the past. You see, we got to deal with, that's why Paul said this one, listen, if you don't get this, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> hey, Paul's saying, if you don't get this, it's over. If you don't realize that you've got to focus on this one thing, forgetting that which lies behind and reaching forward to that which lies ahead. 
Yeah, but pastor, you don't know what I've been through. Uh, yeah, and I know. Let's don't rehearse it. Let's don't nurse it. Let's curse it. And then we can reverse it. Amen. I'm having fun this morning. With that in mind, listen, I want to tell you a little bit. I'm just giving you different angles here. The fine art of forgetfulness comes kind of in three ways. It has to do because we're talking about what we focus on. You see, Paul said, I focus on this one thing. So let me tell you some things. If you, if you want to begin to uh, embrace the fine art of forgetfulness, and listen, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about washing the actual experience out of your head where you go, Oh, you said I was divorced. I'm not, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about mental erasing, erasing mental remember. I'm talking about erasing the negative, uh, pulling that hook out of your head and pulling that pain out of your heart and being able to look forward and say, you know what? That's all the past. I'm healed and made whole in the name of, you know what I'm talking about. The fine art of forgetfulness. It has to do with how we view life. Here's one. Hey, the fine, it begins with this. Don't look back. Everybody say, don't look back. Remember Lot's wife. Don't look back. Don't always be looking back there. It's what you're focusing on. That's what Paul said. I, this one thing I do, this, I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward. Everybody say, don't look back. Number two, don't look down. Most people walk around with a tuck head about the past. <laughs> Read Psalms 3. David said this in Psalms 3. He said, Lord, how they are increased that trouble me, and many are they that rise up against me, and many are they that say of my soul, there's no help for you. I've always said this about some people. They come, they come to the pastor, Lord, they, Lord, they come to the pastor, say, pastor, oh man, it's bad. I said, oh, I'm sorry. Come on. Let me pray for you. How bad is it? And they just tell, and they tell a story. It's so bad. And as the pastor, I'm trying to speak hope for them. I'm going, oh God, just trust in the Lord. And man, I'm going inside, man, that's really bad. And I'm trying to have faith. And they walk off. I said, whoo, I don't know if there's hope for them in God. Woo, that's a biggie. Sometimes the pastor just be honest, but I'm telling you, David said, that's what people are saying. There's no hope for you. But he said, but you, O oh Lord, are the shield from me. The, and the glory, my glory and the one who does what? Lifts up my head. You can't have the tuck head. Hey, if you want to begin to forget about that, you gotta, you got, you can't look back. You can't look down. You can't be downcast. David said, why are you downcast, O oh my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall I yet praise him. Man, some of you need to look yourself in the mirror. Give yourself a ch ch Rise up, oh man of God. Hope in God. I have a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, who went through some real low times in his life recently, and we spent some time together. You know what he came to? He, was, he, he came to himself and he bit, walked through it and he began to give himself a talking to. In fact, he's a kind of an author and he wrote it down. He sent it to me. He wrote it down and it was this huge declaration of faith over his own life. And he, what was he saying? I'm not looking down. I'm not looking back. I'm looking forward in faith. Amen. Number three, if you want to begin to learn to forget the past and shake it off, hey, don't, don't look back, don't look down. And let me just say it, don't look all around. 
When you study scripture, Deuteronomy 5.32, Joshua 1 and other places, here's what the word of the Lord says. Don't look to your left or your right. You keep your eyes on the prize. Read Philippians. I got my eyes on the prize. I'm not looking here, there, and everywhere. I'm not uh, out of focus. I'm not getting all distracted by the things of this world and the things of this life. I've got my eye on the prize. I'm not looking down. I'm not looking uh, around. I'm not looking back. I've got my eyes on Je- looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Whew. And I'm telling you, that grip of the past begins to be loosed off your life. Some of you think it's just your cross to bear. Listen, he already bore it on his cross. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement that was needed to obtain our peace was upon him. Somebody say amen. And by his stripes, we are healed both body, soul, and spirit. Amen. Everybody say, don't look back. Everybody say, don't look down. Everybody say, don't look all around. Amen. We got to keep our eyes on the prize. Now, Here's some more positive thoughts. Forgetting the fine art of forgetfulness. Hey, number one, forgetfulness is found in the releasing. Somebody say the releasing. This is hard for some people to do, but I want you to look in Philippians 1, 7. Uh, uh, look, look at it right here. Oh, gosh. Um, I, I meant 3, 7. Look here. But what things were gained to me, Paul said, these things I have counted loss for Christ. These things that I, that I accomplished, my past, I'm releasing it now. He says, I'm counting it loss. For Christ, listen to me today. Quit hanging on to things that are hanging on to you. Should we pause and think on that? Let it go. Somebody say, let it go. Tell three people, you just got to let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Don't hang on to it. Release it to God. Give it to God. That's what Paul did in his life. He said, I count all these things that I've accomplished, all the things that I've done, good, bad, and indifferent. They're all lost that I might gain him. I'm going to let it go. I'm releasing it to God. I love what Peter said in 1 Peter 5, 7. He would be a great illustration of how to get past the past because how many of you know he blew it and he went off and wept bitterly but he said in 1 Peter 5, 7, I love this, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Somebody say amen. Casting all your care, your worry, your fret, your bitterness, the, the pains and the sorrows of the past, cast all your care upon him, for he cares for you. I love to fish. How many of you love to fish? Do you have any fishermen in the house? I love to fish. And we cast. And we cast uh, uh, for the for the reason to get a bite and catch a fish. That's the way a lot of people cast their cares under the Lord. They just reel them back up. Oh, I cast and come to church on Sunday. Oh, I cast my care, and then by Monday we done reeled it back up. Everybody say, "Let it go." 
Forgetfulness, true forgetfulness and healing from the past is found in the releasing. Number two, it's, it's found in the remembering. Now, oh, now, Pastor, you done messed up here. It's found in the remembering? Oh, yes. I thought you're telling us to forget about it. Let me tell you something about about uh, uh, being free from the past. There's some things you've you've got to forget about. That's what we're talking about. But there's some things you need to remember. There's some things you need to settle and get established within your memory banks. There's some good memories and some bad memories. Some people think, have, do you have anybody in your family that has selective memory? You just choose to forget about that. And I told you about that yesterday. You did. I don't remember it. Well, you weren't listening. Some things we just select and then some things we don't forget. And that's kind of the way it is here. Uh, we've got to remember some things. You remember what God did and spoke through Joshua when the children of Israel came out of Egyptian bondage and they went into the promised land. They were coming out and going in. They were trying to forget the past. In fact, some of them didn't want to forget the past. Some of them had false memories. We had it better back there than we do right now. And he said, okay, you just stay on that side of the river if you want. I'm going on in. And when they crossed over the river, somebody say, man, tell your neighbor, say, I'm crossing over. Tell somebody, I'm leaving this past behind me. Hallelujah. I'm moving into the promise. When they crossed over, Joshua told them to build memorial stones. Just build something of memory. They're at the River Jordan. Get you some stones and build something. You got to remember this because there's going to come a day when your kids are going to say, what are these things, Daddy? What are these big these big blocks of stone? And then you'll be able to say, that's when the Lord delivered us out of Egypt and brought us into this beautiful land of promise flowing with milk and honey hallelujah there's some things we've got to remember if you want to forget that you got to remember the good things that God has done in your life I'm about to start forgetfulness is found in the remembering let me give you three thoughts there's so much I could say we got to remember the forgiveness of the father that'll get you Somewhere, he's a forgiving God. He's, he, in fact, everybody go. Not only does the Bible say he forgives, what does he do? <laughs> he forgets. There's only a few things God can't do. One thing he can't do is remember the sins that went under the blood. And if he forget, forgives and forgets, surely we can just at least remember that God is a God of forgiveness. And all the past has been washed in the blood of the Lamb. We've got to remember the forgiveness of the Father. Number two, we've got to remember not only the forgiveness of the Father, but the faithfulness of the Father. Everybody say he's faithful. When, in fact, the Bible says, we talked about this in this series, uh, when the Bible said he cannot not be faithful. And he said, even when we are faithless, he remains faithful. Aren't you glad that the faithfulness of God is not hinged upon whether you are faithful to him? 
And so there's some things you need to remember. If you want to forget that, there's some things you got to get down. The forgiveness of God, the faithfulness of God. And you got to remember not only this and, and plug into this, the fellowship of the Father. That's what David, pardon me, Paul was all about in Philippians 3. I'm letting go of this and I'm getting a hold of that and that I may know him. He's talking about fellowshipping with the Father. You see, true forgetfulness is found in the releasing. It's found in the remembering of the forgiveness of the Father, the faithfulness of the Father, and the and the uh, fellowship of the Father. You see, we got to get past the past. Forget forgetfulness is found in the releasing. It's found in the remembering, and then forgetfulness is found in the rehearsing. Everybody say rehearsing. You say, well, wait a minute, Pastor, you said don't rehearse it or nurse it. I'm not talking about rehearsing the past bad stuff. I'm talking about rehearsing the good things of God. In fact, Psalms 1 says this. It talks about the word of the Lord. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sitteth in the path of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Now here we're getting to some good His delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water, which yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither. And I think it says, and whatsoever he does prospers. How does that happen when he rehearses and meditates and says it over and over again, the word of the Lord to his life? Forgetfulness is found in the rehearsing and the remembrance and the reminding of the good things of God and letting them, that's what, that's what, uh, meditation is. In fact, it's like the old cow that chews the cud. Most of you don't know the biology of the cow. The cow has four stomachs. Sometimes I wonder if I have at least a couple. I, I don't know, but the cow has four. And the cow can chew the cud and then he'll swallow the cud. And then, you know, then he's walking through the little cow. And then he remembers that sure was good. And so the cow has the capacity. He goes, and up comes the cud. That's what this picture is all about. Rehearsing the word of the Lord in your life. Rehearsing. It's fact, forgetfulness is found in the rehearsing. And then, hey, let me give you another one. Forgetfulness is found in the relying. Philippians 3, verse 9. Let me show you this with Paul. He says this, that I might be found in him. Follow me carefully now. That I might be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteous the righteousness which is from God by faith. Somebody say by faith. Now, when you rely upon him, you are having faith in who he is. And that's what I'm talking about here. Hey, forgetfulness is having, it's found in the relying. And that's what he says. I'm not relying upon my own religiosity, but based off the law, I'm relying upon him and my righteousness is not based on what good things or bad things I have or have not done. My righteousness is found by faith, by just simply relying, trusting and leaning into him and believing him and trusting him through the process. Amen. Forgetfulness is found in the reliance upon God in every area of our lives. 
Amen? It's found in the relying. And number five, and I'm going to close. Forgetfulness is found in the regenerating. Oh, I love this. Titus 3, 5 says, it's not by works of righteousness, which we have done. Follow me. But it's according to his mercy that he saved us. By the washing. Follow me here. We're talking about the past. It's not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but it's according to his mercy that he saved us by the washing of regeneration. Somebody say regeneration. And the renewing of the Holy Ghost. It's not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but it's according to his mercy that he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. To be regenerated, regeneration means bring into renewed existence. Now, that's, that's, that's a forward thought. That's not living back there. That's not living in the old. That's living in the new. And so let me just tell you something. If you're, if you're hung up with the past, all you gotta do is just come to him and say, God, help me right here. I need you today. I need the power of the Holy Spirit in my life today and wash me and make me new and get me out of that mess. I lean into you. Have mercy on me, oh God. I want to look forward and not backward. You do that every day. Look out, devil. You know what will begin to happen if you begin to appropriate a few of what I've said to you today? We sang a song that talked about forgiveness, for, about being liberated from the devil and the chains that bind us. Listen, somebody needs to lib- get liberated here today. If you're listening to me by way of, uh, of internet or even by Facebook, you can find f- freedom from the past. And so today, let's pray. Let's ask the Lord to help us do what Paul said. This one thing I do. This is one thing I'm focusing upon. Forgetting the past and reaching forward to the future. Father, today we thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit and the regeneration of our lives, Lord, and the washing and the renewing of our minds and our thoughts and our lives. Lord, today, we want to take the word of the Lord that you've shared with us today and find great freedom from our hang-ups from the past. Lord, help us to embrace what the word of God says and focus on this one thing, to forget those things which are behind and reach forward to those things which are ahead. In Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody said amen. Father, today we thank you that you're helping us get our biblical focus aligned with you, Lord. Help us focus on that which moves us forward. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Let's give the Lord some praise this morning. Hallelujah. Now, 
Here's a scripture you can meditate on this week. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. You know, I lo- if we talk to, to each other the way the word of God talks to us, we might get offended. But this, because if we just tell people, don't do that. How many of you don't like it when people tell you not to do that? Don't you be doing that. Well, he- hey, listen to this. This is a don't do that scripture. Do not remember the former things. Let's read it out loud together. Here we go. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Let's read it again. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I believe that's the word of the Lord for us today. Let's stand up together. God bless you. Thank you so much for being such great listeners today. Uh, thank you for listening by way of the internet today. God bless each and every one of you. Let me just say this to you. Today as we leave, okay, love somebody. I'm going to give you some instructions, okay? You ready for some instruction? Some departure instructions.